Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and I'm so excited to share with you some incredible interviews with wonderful entrepreneurs, business owners, and amazing people in my life that are practicing gratitude, self-love, and living with kindness. I also sprinkle in a few solo episodes, and occasionally you'll see family members join in for the fun as well. Hey friends, I'm so excited you're here for another episode of the podcast. But before we get into this brand new, fresh interview, I wanted to see if you'd had a chance to check out my store yet. Have you been to wakeupwithgratitude.com to visit the shop? So if you're not sure what this is all about, the podcast actually was born after the store, which is where I share all of my favorite landscape photography. I have the pleasure of living in one of the most beautiful places on earth. I live on Vancouver Island and my passion is waking up to take photos of the sunrise. So what I've done in my shop is not only can you order prints and custom canvases, but the most popular things in my shop have been the gratitude cards. So what I did is I took my favorite images, actually voted on by many in my photography community, and made them into different sets of cards. So there are two different 30 Days of Gratitude sets of cards. One of them have different words of gratitude inside each card, and then the second set, they are blank inside. And there is a total of 12 different images. So if you ordered both sets, you would actually have a dozen different cards to share with those that you love and care about. During the pandemic, we are often separated by distance and time and we are unable to travel. So sending cards to those we love can make such an incredible difference. I don't know about you, but when I open my mailbox and I see a handwritten card, I get so excited. Yes, the person who makes cards also gets really excited to receive cards. So you're welcome to send me a card as well. So again, go check out the store at wakeupwithgratitude.com. Take a look, choose your favorites. I do shipping across Canada, the United States, and internationally. For this episode of the podcast, we're heading into the archives for one of my self-love interviews. This interview with Tracy Makarenko was actually done in early 2020. And as you can imagine, some of the details that she shares in the interview have changed since then. However, Tracy is still a certified holistic life coach, intuitive healer, and a best-selling author. And in our conversation, we discuss what it's like to move and create a new community as an adult. It's a really big challenge to overcome, especially when you move often as an adult. I love the way that Tracy frames those experiences for us. As well, we discuss how difficult it can be when we show up as a new and different person when we change our location or even go back to the place where we grew up. Tracy also gives us some insight on how she developed her incredible intuitive gifts. Now, what's going on with Tracy these days is that she's offering a number of different online courses. So she is offering a Reiki level one and two certification. She does these as weekend courses, and I will leave all the details uh, in the show notes. As well, she's got this Fate and Destiny Masterclass, which is a 10-week course that offers phenomenal change. So it all sounds very, very exciting. So let's get into this incredible episode with my good friend and wonderful intuitive healer, Tracy Makarenko. 
Welcome everybody, I'm Julie Boyer and I'm so excited to share with you another one of my self-love interviews. I'd like to welcome my guest, Tracy Makarenko. Good morning, Tracy. Good morning, how are you? Good, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm looking forward for this chat together. So Tracy and I actually met through our Nanaimo Women in Business Networking group. Um, she, like me, is newer to the island and island life, so I'm excited to kind of get into that conversation on what it's like to move around and build a new community. But the reason I was so interested in connecting with Tracy, almost within moments of us meeting, is because Tracy is actually, um, she's a certified holistic life coach and intuitive healer. She's also a best-selling author. And there was just so many things about Tracy that I resonated with in a very short conversation. And I said, Tracy, I'd love to have you as a guest as part of this self-love project. So I don't know a lot about your story yet either. So I was wondering if you could just share with us a little bit about how you got to where you are today. Oh, wow. Okay. I know we only have so many minutes, but I'll try and sum it up as quick as I can. I got married in the early 90s, and uh, my husband is an engineer, and um, it became very clear within the first few years of our marriage that I was going to have to support him in his career. So at the time, we were living in Yellowknife, Northwest Territories, Canada, and we ended up moving within days of getting married to Edmonton, Alberta. Hmm. And then within two years, we moved to Washington State in the United States. Uh, we were there for about two years. Then we moved to San Francisco. We were there about 16 months. Then we moved to Brazil. We were there for about a year and a half. Yeah. And then he moved me all the way back to Yellowknife after that lovely exploration. And I went back to Yellowknife pretty much kicking and screaming. I was so excited to have been ex exploring the world. We had two young kids at the time. Um, and going back to Yellowknife was not going back to my roots. It was going back to um, somehow it had built up in my mind emotionally and mentally and became very daunting to think about the, you know, the things you do when you're younger and the people you've maybe hurt or the people who've hurt you or, and I, I came to a point where I, I think I was having an emotional breakdown, emotional mental breakdown. So when I got there, I sat around for about six months and just did a lot of self-love and self-care and tried to get back to myself. Because when I left home, and for many people who have done this, you, you'll know that you become a different person. You no longer are in those constraints of who your parents think you are, your siblings or your friends or your family or your coworkers or the community. You get to blossom and bloom into something else. And so taking the person I'd become back to a place where I felt everyone was going to judge me in, an, in a very old way was just very daunting to me. So I had to do a lot of, a lot of work to try and get through all of that because we do have to care for ourselves on a loving level physically and emotionally and mentally and spiritually and so that's where my journey started was in 2000 when I started to embrace all these different areas of my life and it's also interesting I mean you went from San Francisco which is like beautiful and sunny and foggy but also like a very different climate and you go to Yellowknife where the days I mean the winters are tough it's dark for most of the time 
So not only do you have the emotional upheaval of going back to where you were from as a different person, but you have the emotional weight of living in a place that's, that's very dark and the winters are very, very difficult. And that plays a lot with our mental health as well. So it's interesting that you took that time and became introspective and then, you know, kind of moved forward into this business that you have today. But I believe when you first started, you didn't actually start as a holistic life coach. You started along a different path. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Life is a journey. And, you know, that part was a huge journey for me to get where uh, I needed to change my life into something different. Um, My family's always been very intuitive uh, on my mom's side and my dad's side. We don't really talk about it because it's just a very natural, instinctive thing. We just know things that other people maybe don't know, and it's, it seems normal, I suppose. But there are some of the darker parts of that that, you know, can, can be a little scary. And when I first moved to Yellowknife and I started releasing, I guess, all this heavy energy, emotional heavy energy, um, through forgiveness and through loving self and... Um, being kinder to others and kinder to myself. You know, there's a a lot of different layers there as you start releasing all of that. Um, I was really pulled into the holistic community. So it started with yoga and meditation, and then I I took my breathwork certification. Then I became a Reiki master. And I mean, Reiki, if you want to talk about self-love, if you can heal yourself naturally, uh, it's a beautiful thing you can do for yourself all the time and then somebody said to me the words cranial sacral therapy and there was something in that that just exploded within me and I took all my certification within about a two and a half year period it's all about compression and decompression of the body and I'm winding all the cellular memory and the tissue to bring it back into a normal and natural state so with that, you release the physical issues going on in the body and the mental and the emotional traumas that you're dealing with. And it really helps you open up more to a spiritual awareness. Then I added in visceral uh, manipulation and brain therapy and a bunch of other things, including a shamanic practice. Uh, but I found I was doing so much single appointments and okay. people would come for me f- to get work done but they weren't really doing their own work and so a big part for me is coming back to you know the self-love and the self-care and and the journey of understanding where you've been and where you're going and so I took my certification in 2014 in coaching it was a year-long program because I really wanted to be there to support people and help them with accountability and get a better sense of uh, their intuitive nature to figure out what drives them, what they're passionate about. Uh, It was just a really important part of the process for me that I wanted to be able to share on a larger scale. I think it's really interesting because I have experience with all those modalities from different practitioners as well. And I've worked with several different coaches. Uh, I don't know a lot of people who went from like the Reiki craniosacral kind of work and life and then became into a life coach. So you bring a really different perspective, I think, 
to what it means to work with a life coach. And I like that you are a certified holistic life coach as well, because you've got all this other incredible work that you've done that really helps, I'm sure, to serve your clients in a different way than perhaps another coach is. And I think, of course, the great thing about coaches is there's always one that's going to resonate with you the most in terms of what you need at that time. And in that moment, you're going to find the right coach that you need. Of course, it's, there's a coach for every person in every situation. Mm -hmm. So do you find now is now your whole entire practice working uh, one-on-one in coaching situations? Do you do group coaching? Do you still do any of uh, the, you know, the physical touch therapy, anything like that? What does it look like today? Well, as you know, um, I was in Yellowknife. A lot of transition happened there. Uh, in 2004 is when I moved to Okotoks, Alberta, outside of Calgary. And that's really when I got my practice up and running. And, and that's when all the transformation happened. More recently, I've moved to Nanaimo. And so my practice looks a little different than it did okay. before I moved. And, I, and the hands-on, I love it, but it's not what really feeds my soul anymore. I take all the concepts of, you know, past life regression and cellular release and somatic emotional release and um, using our intuition into my coaching practice. And I do that as a one-on-one with people at a different level so that they can really encounter the change in their own body and be aware of it. Uh, mindfulness is really huge in, in yes. what I try and teach people. I teach workshops, online workshops. I also, uh, you will find me doing retreats. So a lot of people will get me to come in and speak at retreats or mm-hmm. do mini sessions with them. Of course, and I have the books. So I talk a lot mm-hmm. about the book. I think what's interesting, Tracy, and I think this is something that a lot of people might resonate with is, you know, as an entrepreneur who changes physical locations. I mean, even just moving one city over for some entrepreneurs, they can lose their entire business. And that's scary. And you took that, um, that change, the moving, the moving around. And instead of, you know, losing your business, you actually reinvented yourself. You changed the way that you work with clients so that you know, even though you physically moved to a new place, you now have a different way of serving people. I imagine you could do some of your coaching work through Zoom meeting as well as you and I are oh, meeting right now. Yeah. And I do all my, I do all my coaching through Zoom. Yeah. I do my online workshops through Zoom as well. It's, it's a great way to connect with other people. And I, I love being able to see other people when yeah. I'm talking to them. I mean, Zoom also has the capacity to just call in on the phone as well if you're kind of like on the run. So it's great that you can connect on multiple levels. And I think it, that, it, that is important to know that like you don't have to start over at zero. There are so many technological ways that we can change the way that our business. And I love how you said really, you know, the work that you're doing now is what makes your heart sing. It is what you're aligned with. And instead of And that happens sometimes as an entrepreneur, we hang on to something because it's working and it's successful. And maybe we hang on to it a bit too long because we're scared to kind of shift to somewhere else. But you and I both know it's like when you're doing work that feeds your soul personally, that lights you up, you actually attract more business that way. So I'm excited for you. And I'm so glad you've moved to Nanaimo. It's such an exciting uh, opportunity for us to do really cool things together. Now I see your books behind you and I would love to hear a little bit more about uh, yeah, the books. Tell me about uh, those. Well, the first book that I wrote and published in 2013, Moving from the Outside In, was really 
my personal story and a bit of what I've told you today. Um, it comes from a place where I feel my life was built up with things outside of me. So it was, you know, calling my friends and maybe going shopping or, you know, like all the, I don't want to say material things, but, you know, all these things. I was... They came I was, from the outside. Yeah, right? I was kind of detached were, from myself yeah. and trying to build an outside life. And I think a lot of that came from all the moving that has taken place because it wasn't just in my adult life. That happened a lot in my childhood as well. So when I got to Brazil, I mean, I had to learn another language. Um, there is a different culture. And I learned because I had a nanny who was taking care of my kids and a housekeeper taking care of my house that my usefulness was very different <laughs> than it had been before. So I had a lot of moments of quiet time. And so I was able to really reflect on myself in those moments and really come to a place where I started loving myself. And, and, when, and that's a big thing that I teach in the coaching is when we start making space in our life, we start having space in our life to actually pay attention to what's going on under the surface. Uh, when we stay so busy, and that's the outside world, we don't have an opportunity to, you know, move to the inside and really pay attention to what's going on in the inside world. And so that's what that book is all about, is just making space in the transition. And it's funny, and I tell a lot of truths that people probably go, ah, geez, it's just, it, it is a really, it's a great book. Uh, what would you say to a mom or a dad who are watching this and they feel, they're like, Tracy, that's great for you. You had help at that time. Like you <laughs> had that space. I was so that's lucky. all fine and dandy, <laughs> but I don't have any help. I don't have oh. any space in my life. I really am just so busy to take any moment for myself, for self-love or self-care. What would yeah, you say? I'd say that's not a truth because um, for one, I mean, both of us are here. We're willing to help people. There's that's a whole true. world full of people willing to help people. And that's the big thing we need to get past is part of self-love is asking for help or accepting help. People can't get to that point. They're, they're not going to make the changes they need. But we all have room to make space in our life. Um, I don't believe in multitasking. I believe multitasking actually wastes time. It doesn't save time. That's one of the things I teach because when you start paying attention to one thing at a time, you actually start paying attention to one thing at a time and you get more accomplished instead of, you know, that scattered brain thing. Those are, yeah. I love it. I love that you're just like, no, like if you, you, all of us are going to make time. And I agree that, you know, I talk a lot about this. I blogged about it a lot about time I mean, it is our one resource that we just, we don't have more of, but it's up to us to create from a priority perspective, what is most important. And um, gratitude, that's a big one for me, is actually what brings us into the present moment and allows us to single task. Because when we stop, when we have that moment of gratitude, when we just pause, it does not take a lot of time. Breathe. You said your, you know, breath work is very important to you. Breathe and focus on one thing. I know in my own life, when I do have those moments of quiet and work, and it, I can get so much done in like 30 minutes, that might take me three or four hours if I'm constantly getting interrupted, if I'm trying to do two things at once, if my email's dinging, if I'm checking my phone. That is a beautiful piece of advice and asking for help. Mm -hmm. Because you're right, there are 
so many people and so many ways that we can have help. I mean, you have a book, you are a coach. Um, you know, I have a podcast. I, you know, I'm doing these videos. Like there's so many ways that you can connect with someone today that does not take a lot of time or effort, but it, it can really make a huge change. I'd like to hear a little bit about Tracy now, because I, for someone who's moved around so much and who's had, whose life has been in upheaval probably more times than most of us will ever experience in our own lives. What are some of the ways that you uh, practice self-love in your own life, especially having, you know, you're constantly basically having to reground yourself, right? So what is it that you do for self-love that you carry with you wherever you go? Well, well, I think it changes um, not only with every move, but you know, every year of our life, every, every transition we have, my kids now are grown, they're 23 and 25. So I can, I can do self love a lot different now than when they were little when I had to lock myself in the bathroom to get five minutes of quiet time, right? Things, things shift and change. But big thing is, I do believe intuitively, if we follow what we need, we will, we will support ourselves at another level. So a lot of what I coach is, is the things that work towards the intuition. So intuitively, when I wake up in the morning, do I need to lay there for another half an hour? Or do I need to get up and go to the gym? Or do I need to go for a walk? Do I need to meditate? So I really attach into my person and figure out what I need that particular day, because it's not going to be the same every day. And people forget that and they think, oh, well, you know, my morning, I'm going to get up at five, I'm going to go to the gym, then I'm going to do my gratitude, my gratitude journal, and then I'm going to like, have this really healthy breakfast. And then, you know, sometimes that works for a period of time. And I've been there, and I've done that. But there's a period of time where maybe that doesn't work anymore. And I think having the permission to change your morning routine is key because I do get caught up in like, but I have this beautiful morning routine and it's changed. And even in the past year living on the island, I've seen my morning routine change and evolve. I used to have to go to the beach every morning for sunrise. And yes, I love watching the sunrise, but I would go every morning no matter what, because I was using it as a way to create space in my life. Like that's how I created yes. space. Yeah. You need but now... I have more space and I actually am in a better mental state. So I don't have to rush out every morning because I'm not in that same place of, you know, desperately needing space. I'm actually more grounded. I'm more stable and all those things. So thank you for mentioning, giving us permission. I always ask as I wrap things up, if you could share just one thing that people could start doing today, you've shared a lot of amazing tips, but if you could just pick one of them, uh, what would that be for you? Meditation. I know people always come back to it and it's a hard, it's a hard thing for people to do is just sit and be still. But when you sit and you be still, you let go of the crazy. You know, if I can call it that, you know, it's like our head can actually get to that place. And I mean, it, it doesn't have to be sorry, it doesn't have to be sit and be still, you can go for a walk and it yeah. can be a meditation. Yeah. Um, you know, 20 minutes into my walk, all of a sudden, all those thoughts disappear from my head. When I was running my radio show, I'd go out for a walk before that show every time because within 20 minutes, my brain would release. Yep. And then all these new ideas would come about the guest I was going to have on my show. So I mean, meditation can look can look different for everyone. And I agree. I agree. One of my favorite ways to meditate is just to stand 
at the beach, ground my feet and just breathe and imagine, you know, being grounded to the earth with gratitude and being protected by a beautiful white light of kindness and love and gratitude. That's one of my favorite ways to do it, but I'm standing and I'm just listening and it doesn't take, I don't do it for a long time, but it feels so good. So that is a simple way that all of us can make a difference, change the way that we act during the day. I have loved our conversation. I feel like it's just the beginning of many. I'm so excited for what's next. But in the interest of time, where do people find you if they want to continue this conversation? Oh, sure. So I have a website, uh, tracymacaranko.com. Um, you can also find it under holisticlifecoach.ca. Okay. okay. Um, I'm on Facebook under Tracy Macaranko Healer and Holistic Life Coach. You type in Tracy Macaranko, you'll find me there. You'll find me on Instagram. You'll yep. find me on LinkedIn. So I will post all of those links with the video and with the audio. As yeah, you can email me at Tracy, T-R-A-C-Y, at Tracy Macaranko, M-A-K-A-R-E-N-K-O.com. Perfect. Just in case someone's only listing and they yeah, want to no, find you, they can uh, quickly Google you. So, Tracy, really enjoyed our time together. Thank you so, so much for taking really? the time to connect. Yeah, I'm looking forward to our next conversation. Yeah, me too. Thanks. My friend, you did it. You made it all the way to the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking around. I would love it if you take the time to subscribe to the podcast so that when new episodes are released, they're automatically downloaded so you can listen to them anywhere you are. It would really mean the world to me if you would give this podcast a five-star review, should you think that I deserve it, on your favorite podcast app. Thank you so much for taking the 30 to 90 seconds to share your rating and give a little review of the podcast. It helps other people to know if they should be listening to this podcast or not. And of course, if you've listened to this far, I know it's made a positive impact in your life. So if it's helped you, do you think you could share it with a friend? Who do you know who could use just a little bit more gratitude and inspiration in their life? And finally, if you're like me and you love talking about gratitude and being grateful and sharing all things related to gratitude, please join our community on Facebook. You can find us under Groups Gratitude Ambassadors, and we'd love to welcome you into our community. Thanks, and we'll see you at the next episode.